Man, it is so good to see you all today, to worship God with you all today. Do you, do you feel a little bit different already from when you first sat down? It's my prayer you continue to, because God is still working in all of us in our midst. Hey, my name is Kevin Sanders. I have a great joy of serving as lead pastor here, and it is just delightful to see so many of you people I've known for the past many years I've been here, and then some I've never met before, and I'm just thrilled you are all here today. Whether you are new or you've been here for a long time, I have no doubt God has something in store for you. And if you are new, I say this often, we are better because of your presence. God created you uniquely. He created you beautifully. And so your presence being here is a gift to us, and you make us better. So thank you for being a blessing to us. It's our prayer that you experience God's blessing in our midst together today as well. Are you guys ready for this message? I'm ready for it. I hope you're hungry for it because uh, there's a lot of stuff here, and we're going to jump in. And the first thing I think we need to say is uh, we need to talk about know-it-alls. I think we all know a know-it-all, and if we don't, claim we know one, we might just be a know-it-all that someone else is maybe thinking of right now. Now, all of us, if we're honest, have a bit of a know-it-all within us. Would you say that's true? The older we get, we often start to realize how much we don't know. I'm slowly learning this. But at the same time, we have this weird relationship with knowledge. We all do. We are often filling our minds with a whole lot of information about things that really don't matter. (laughs) Or we're just choosing to remain ignorant around the things that really do. Hmm. Now, we also have more access to more information than we've ever had before. Right? So we have opportunity to grow in knowledge like we've never had before. I think you could say it's a good time to be a know-it-all because we can check things out a lot. Look at this reality. I have a quote here from Marshall Siegel. He's a pastor, and he takes this observation. We've been trained to live without uncertainty. We've been taught that not only are we entitled to every answer, but that they're all just a couple of clicks or taps or seconds away. No one ever has to not know. Again, we take every question, every fear, every curiosity to Google or to social media who quickly and effortlessly satisfy our desperate cravings for knowledge and guidance, either with an answer or at least a distraction. Isn't that true? I mean, when you wonder something, what's your first inclination? Mine is to pull out my phone and Google it. Right? I, I, I went through and I was searching. I was like, okay, I pulled up my phone today and I t- tapped in Google. Okay, the last thing I, text, I, I searched was how many Google searches per second because I was preparing for this message. That was the last thing I did. 99,000 searches go out each second to Google. So we are seeking information all the time. What else did I search this week? I, how to grill uh, chicken tenderloins. And Wingstop opening. There's a new Wingstop. It opens Wednesday. Uh, and ranking Wings Etc. sauce, because I went to Wings Etc. because Wingstop wasn't open yet. And I w- wanted to see a ranking 
of the sauces, uh, the habanero one's very hot. Uh, and I looked up the Big Hall 40 recycled uh, uh, review because I, I was looking into a, uh, a new duffel bag. And I just have all this, these things I'm wondering, so I go to Google for my answers. And yet, I might get some knowledge, but I'm not really usually satisfied. Think about it. We're more educated than ever, and yet no matter how much info and knowledge we gain, there will always be more that we don't know than what we know. And so our quest to find fulfillment and having every answer will leave us perpetually frustrated. Google can give us a lot of answers, but it cannot satisfy the soul. Even Google doesn't know it all. Whether we admit it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, we all often live as though we know it all, or at least know it most. But we cannot know it all. And to burst yet another bubble, I have to tell you that none know it all except for God alone. See, God is omniscient. That's what we're talking about today. This was my, my first realization this week that I didn't know everything because I had no idea how to spell omniscient. The S's and the I's, I don't know. But God is omniscient. And that's what we're talking about in our God Is series today. We've already talked about how God is knowable. That was how we kicked off the series, that, that God reveals things to us so we can come to learn of him and about him. And then we also, a few weeks after that, talked about how God is mysterious, how though we can come to know God, we can never fathom everything about God. It's impossible, for he is God. But today is not so much about what we know or don't about God, but the fact that God knows everything. Omniscient comes from, it's a Latin word, and so the omni, of course, is total or all or complete. And then the scientia, and maybe that's how you say it, it means knowledge. Here's a definition for you on omniscient. God is all-knowing. He is infinite in wisdom. He's knowing all things, past, present, and future, and all things seen and unseen. He knows answers to questions none of us will ever have. Because he knows absolutely everything, including everything outside of our scope. We already know God's not bound by time and that he is not limited by human comprehension. That means that God cannot be surprised. God cannot be thrown off guard. God cannot be confused. God cannot be tricked. He knows all things. In the physical realm, he knows all things Spiritually, he knows all things emotionally and intellectually. In essence, there's not a single thing that God does not know. Schoolhouse Rock taught us knowledge is power. Do you remember this? Knowledge is power. If knowledge is power, and like we talked about last week, God is all-powerful, then that means God has all knowledge. Schoolhouse Rock missed that note, but the psalmist did not. For look at what it says in Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Our God's knowledge is without bounds, and his wisdom it surpasses all human understanding. We could spend a thousand lifetimes trying to learn everything there is to know, and we'll never scratch the surface. But God knows it all. 
So think for a minute. Think about this for a minute. Think of that thing you think you know the most about. My dad would say probably fantasy football, right? And you actually tend to back it up somehow. For me, I would say I know a lot about fountain pens. I know a lot of things about Lord of the Rings. I know a lot of things about coffee and and pocket knives. But guess what? God knows more. Factor that. Think about the person you know best. For me, that would be Meg, my wife. I feel like I, I, I know her pretty well. I'm like a student of my wife, you know? I'm like watching her. What's she into? What does she like? What ticks her off? I don't mean to learn that one, but I tend to learn that one. And I'm, I'm forever, tr- forever trying to figure out this wonderful, beautiful, mysterious being. And, and I feel like I know her pretty well. I mean, there's those times where like, I don't know her at all. But I feel like I'm getting to know her pretty well, but God knows her way more. He knows her fully and completely. Now think of yourself. I mean, we might think we know ourselves well, but then there's these times when we realize we don't really get ourselves at all, do we? I mean, if we're honest, I mean, even, even Paul, like Paul who wrote like most of the New Testament, Paul, he, he struggled understanding why he does what he does and what compels him and all of this. That's the same for us. But guess what? God knows you. God knows you fully and completely. There's nothing about you that God doesn't understand perfectly. Just rest in that for a second. One of the greatest longings of every human being's heart is to be known. The Creator who created you knows you fully and completely. Look at what it says in Psalm 139. You've searched me, Lord, and you, what's that word? Know me. You know when I sit, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Now those words, if they were about anyone other than God, quite frankly, they'd be deeply unsettling and concerning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is deeply intimate. And in fact, it's like file a restraining order concerning if it was a human. But it's not. You have been, we together have been learning about the majesty of who our God is. And this is about Almighty God. God who is perfect in all of his ways. God who is infinitely powerful, infinitely good, who is always present and infinitely loving. The fact that God knows us fully and completely is a deeply and profoundly comforting thought. Do you ever feel like no one gets you? God does. You ever feel like no one sees you or know what you're going through? They just don't get it? Well, God sees you. God knows. Not just that. God's with you right now. He doesn't just know us. He claims us. As the psalmist declares, he hems us in behind and before. He protects us. He guards us. He keeps us safe. He claims us. What is our greatest comfort in life and in death? That we belong, body and soul, to Jesus Christ. He claims us. God knows perfectly what you are going through right now. 
God knows perfectly what you need most right now. And we may not know what the future holds, but God knows perfectly what lays ahead of you. In the face of life's many uncertainties, knowing and believing that God is omniscient is a source of great comfort for us who believe. Look at our assurance. Romans 8, 28 says this. What is something we know? This is what we know. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Whatever you're going through right now, God is with you, and he is working it together for your good and to his glory. Good doesn't mean easy. We need to be very clear on that. And good doesn't always mean right now. And good often doesn't even mean in this lifetime. But God, who can see all things, who is before and behind and ahead of all things, knows completely. And he is working it out for your good to his glory. This divine assurance stems from God's perfect foreknowledge. He sees it all. He knows it all. We've talked about how God's relationship to time, so you know that he knows the intricate details of our lives and that he is orchestrating events according to his sovereign plan. Does that bring you a little comfort today? Does that meet you a little bit where you're at today? Does that give you a little bit of peace today? Does it give you some assurance today, right where you need it? But even if you doubt, even if you're not sure, even if you're not feeling that, if you're still ill at ease and you're struggling to believe, guess what? God knows that too. First Chronicles, the Lord searches every heart. He understands every desire and every thought. He doesn't just know. He understands. God will meet you in your doubt. God will meet you in your struggle. He may not give you the answers you long for, but he will give you his loving presence. There is one who knows you so completely that you never need to wonder if there's anyone out there who understands. You never need to doubt without hope. In your longing for answers, you never need to feel lost. For Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life is right here, right now, with you. Look at what it says again later on in Psalm 139. God, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. One thing I like to do when I, when I pray with people, I'll often say something along these lines. I'll say, God, you knew this child of yours since before you spoke the earth into being. And God, you knew before them that they would be sitting here right now dealing with this. You knew and you loved them so much, and we know you are present with them right now. You know intimately what they're going through 
and you, God, alone know the path ahead. So we trust you, we seek you, we surrender to you, and we ask for you to do what only you can do. Because knowing that God knows everything means we are freed from the burden of having all the answers. Isn't that a relief? Knowing God is all wise means we can approach him with all of our doubts, and we can trust him to never give up on us. I have an eight-year-old son, recently eight-year-old. He's a really smart kid, really intelligent, with a deep curiosity and longing to understand how everything works. But I've learned my limits of answering questions because he wants to know a lot more than I have patience to give him. And that's something I got to work on, right? But he will ask and ask and ask, why, 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 how, why? And it's a beautiful thing. But knowing God is all wise, he'll never give up on us with all our questions. We can throw every doubt we have at him and he can take it. And he will love us still. Because knowing that God holds the future in his hands, it means we can follow him with confidence wherever he leads us, trusting in his goodness and his perfect rule. He will lead us, and he longs for us to follow him. Knowing God knows us fully means that we can humbly acknowledge that there but for the grace of God go I. And so how do we respond? How do we respond to the all-knowing God? God knows everything to his omniscience. The first step, of course, is humility and reverence. Recognizing that God is all-knowing, it leads us naturally to a place of humility and reverence to acknowledge that our finite minds cannot comprehend the vastness of his wisdom and his knowledge. Have you ever thought yourself knowledgeable in a certain area only to meet someone who clearly knew way more than you about that thing? You know what I'm talking about? That it's What's it feel like? It feels humbling, right? It's humbling because how much more is God's knowledge over all things and ours? It's so humbling. As the Proverbs remind us, be not wise in your own eyes. That's the opposite of being humble. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Trust and revere and fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Embracing humility allows us to approach God with awe and with submission. As Isaiah says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. How incredibly humbling. How incredibly humbling. And in our humility, at God's sheer, infinite knowledge, we must just revere him. And at the same time, because of how he uses his perfect knowledge and for how perfect he is, we must also then respond with gratitude. Gratitude for the grace he has shown us. Despite knowing the depth of our sinfulness, God, in his omniscient wisdom, chose to extend his grace to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You and I know how broken this world is. We don't have to look far to see it. How much more does God know the brokenness of this place? How much more does he feel it? He also knows the mess and the brokenness of our own lives. As I said, there's a scary side to the reality that God knows everything about us. 
But as, as Ephesians 2 points out to us, it emphasizes our salvation. It's a gift of grace. It's a gift of grace. It is not something we can boast about because we can't do anything to earn it. God has given it to us freely. So what is our response but one of heartfelt, bone marrow deep gratitude? Acknowledging that our salvation is a result of nothing we've done, but of God's sovereign and loving plan. God, who had complete knowledge of all your sin and the sin of the entire world, and his great power and love became that sin and bore the cross so that you might be set free. What else do you need to know? Jesus is the answer to what your soul is seeking. And so naturally, we respond with gratitude. For that is the most immense gift ever given, and it is the gift of grace, and it was given for you. And so having received that profound gift, you, the best gift you ever can, how should we respond even more so to God being all-knowing? It would be to submit to God's will. If we have accepted this gift and we believe what Christ has done, he gave his life for me, well, I want to live for him. God is sovereign over all things. And we're going to talk about that next week. That's our focus next week. God is sovereign. Just quickly, it means his rule is perfect and complete. In response to his omniscience, we submit to his divine will, and we get the opportunity to do so with trust and confidence. Because we serve the one true high king of heaven, and he is perfect and righteous in all his ways. What an honor to serve him. Look at Proverbs again. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We may not know all things, but we know the one who does. And while all things will fade away, his purpose will stand forever. Knowing that God's knowledge encompasses the past, the present, and the future, we can yield to his perfect plan, trusting that it is for our ultimate good, and knowing that it endures forever. So, we will submit to his will and seek the things of eternity. But here's the problem. We're humans, and we often live as though we know the right plan. Anyone else like me like control? <laughs> I like those smiles and hands. <laughs> we often try to go our own way. We think we can control our own destiny and, and shape our way, which means the next step in our response, it has to be to turn back to the one who does indeed know it all. It's the call to repentance and obedience. Being aware of God's omniscience, it compels us to do a sincere examination of our hearts. See, we recognize nothing is hidden from God's sight. Not a single thing. Look at what it says in Hebrews. No creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Oh, he already knows everything. There is nothing that God does not know, and in light of his holiness and his goodness, contrasted with our sinfulness, we respond with repentance for any sinful attitudes or actions. 
we are called to turn away from our sinful desires and turn back to God to repent and believe the good news as we seek to live a life characterized by obedience to God's commandments. Our response is not driven by fear either. Because of who God is, it's a joy-filled desire to live in alignment with God's revealed will. But we know we don't know it all. So the final way we respond to God's omniscience is by living with complete dependence on the Holy Spirit. We depend on the Holy Spirit for guidance, for wisdom, for transformation. Look at what Scripture says about the Spirit. For who knows a person's thought except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thought of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The Spirit knows the mind of God and enables us to understand and apply the truths that are revealed to us in Scripture. So through prayer, through reliance on the Holy Spirit, we may conform our lives to the image of Christ, recognizing that our lifelong journey of becoming more Christ-like, our, our sanctification, it's a continuous process. But God will never give up on you. So don't you go giving up on yourself either. But trust that the Spirit is in you, doing a mighty work in you. God, holding all knowledge, reveals to us what we need in order to live a life of faith that honors the king and furthers his kingdom. We don't know everything. In fact, we're not meant to understand everything. It's too big for us to carry. But with our God-given gifts of curiosity, let's channel that curiosity to the things of God and then bask in wonder at all he is and all we are not. Let's approach our all-wise God with humility, with gratitude, with submission, repentance, obedience, and dependence on the Holy Spirit. We can come to him. He knows you. He loves you. He cares for you. He died for you. He rose for you. And he invites you to come. You don't need all the answers. You only need him. So let us respond together to our all-knowing God. That is our call today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all God's people say, Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you know all things. And in your great power and your great knowledge, that with that amazing, all-encompassing knowledge, you use it for good and for your kingdom cause. And because you are a good king, a righteous king, a just king, we can trust you. And God, you say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That means you are the answer. And you are the answer to all of our longing and our searching. So God, we do long to follow you and to respond to you in this way to follow your way, your path, your goodness. We long to trust 
and your power and your guidance and your plan. Give us eyes to see you at work even now. God, what we are missing, we trust you can handle. Where you are leading, we trust you are in control, and so we will follow. And when we're seeking control, God, we lay it down to depend fully on you again. Thank you for being our good king. Thank you for having all the answers when we do not. Fill us again with a joy-filled desire to seek you above all things. That's our call, God. Help us live it out. We love you, Lord. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and sing with us.